Told my teacher, dumb bitch, I'm gonna get millions. Watch this. In the project living, Damn. spoke it till existence. Voila. More change than 50, got more cars than Diddy. Oh God. I only weigh 180, but my watch cost 250. Quarter. A lot of these people out there that are out in the streets screaming and burning shit, they don't even understand that, you know, under the regime that they're calling for, and this is the ironic thing that they, do, they don't understand. Under the regime that you're calling for, if you resort to the type of action that you're taking now, they will kill you. You will fucking be killed. We had a couple of weeks ago a situation where a car was driving in Colorado and they shot at the car because they were driving through a protest. And then a couple of the protesters on the other side were, were, were hurt or even, I don't know if they, they died. Shot. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if they died or not. But no. the point is there was gunfire from the group towards a civilian in, in the crowd. And I don't know all the details, okay? But I know this. In any other country, any other country, in the fucking world, all of them, if you have a group of people and they start shooting at people, what happens to them? They kill them all. They fucking wipe them the fuck out. And the, and, and the, the people doing this crazy shit are, are ignorant to the fact that that's how that happens everywhere else in the world. And like, so like... <laughs> They're using America's freedom to destroy America. Yeah. Like it's, un it's unbelievable. Like they are using the freedom of America to destroy what allows them to even fucking do that. The, the, the irony of that whole entire situation, it just makes my, you know that little emoji where the fucking clouds coming out of his head? <laughs> like that's what I feel like when I'm watching yeah. this shit. No, no, and, no, seriously. It, go ahead. Well, I, I think that, you know, I just think about it all the time, and like, like I have to, I remind myself daily that these are people that it's not that it's not that they approve of Biden. It's just they hate Trump so much, right? And it's like, why? Well, they're gonna find out why soon. And then that, that's yeah. the thing, like, dude, like all of my close friends, close family, right? Like, I ask them, like, you know, who are who are, who are very, very, you know, anti-Trump. It's like, well, why? Yeah, but you, mm -hmm. you, you understood what I just said, right? Oh, absolutely. Like, they're gonna what's gonna come they're out? Gonna, yeah. New What's coming out in the news over the next month or two is going to show you exactly why everybody has been programmed to hate this man. Yeah. And, it's, and, and a lot of you guys who truly hate him, you're going to see. And, and you're going to have to make a decision and say, fuck, they fucking lied to me. Yeah. And you know what? When you make that decision, you'll be celebrated for it. That's the truth. You're not going to be condemned for it like you think because it's everybody. We've all been lied to. We've all been misled. Yeah. We've all been told a story that isn't true. And this is not some fucking conspiracy theory shit. This is actually happening. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, time's going to let it unfold and we're going to see it. So that's what it is. I mean, I, I like to switch gears, though, honestly, because we talked a lot about this topic over the last few months. And um, I would like to talk about some of the good things that mm -hmm. are going to come of this situation, because, dude, we are so bombarded with all this negativity, dude. I'm fucking tired of it. Every, all of you guys are tired. As much as we talk about it, we're exhausted from talking about it. And, and, and there are some, some silver linings that I think we should note, you know what I'm saying, uh, of, of this entire situation. And I'm going to tell you the, the start of it is this. I can tell you that when freedom is restored and these, these crazy lockdowns and this crazy media campaign and this crazy shit that is being implemented on us, um, the restrictions and all that, when they're lifted and we get freedom back, which we will get it back one way or the other, we will get freedom back, okay? I'm, I'm going to appreciate it a lot more, tell you that. That's a fucking huge thing. Mm -hmm. I think every single person in the world is going to appreciate going to the grocery store and not getting harassed by some fucking asshole for wearing a piece of paper that doesn't even scientifically fucking do anything. And that's a fact. There are science, there's plenty of science that shows that, right? So I'm just saying the freedom, I think it's going to bring a new breath of fresh air to all of us in terms of enjoying what this country's about. Yeah, I, I think, think so that's too. a great, I think that's something that everybody needed because going into this situation, the freedom of this country has been taken for granted for a number of decades. Yeah. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's no way to appreciate something until somebody takes it away for a minute. And so you know, and this is why, like, you know, guys who have done time in prison and been released, and we know a lot of them, they, they fucking appreciate real life. Mm -hmm. And I think America kind of needs that sort of reset to start appreciating each other 
and appreciating the culture differences and, you know, celebrating the the diversity instead of like attacking each other for it. And like, dude, I just think when all this shakes out, I think there's going to be a lot of, a lot more friendly of a society all in all. That's, that's how I see no, it. Playing I, out. I totally agree with you. And yeah. I think there's two, there's two things, two events that I'm really looking forward to, to attending because I think that the, the, the spirit at those events is going to be just absolutely electric. One is that, what, I mean, I'm talking about when all of the COVID restrictions, all of this stuff blows over. I'm excited about going to a college football game. Yeah, me too. But I'm also excited about the first time that First Form has their summer smash. Me too. Because I think that the the energy and electricity at that gathering, I think people will be so appreciative of being in the presence of another human being right? and being able to connect on, on a deep level and, and not have to worry about all the goofiness yeah. that we've been, you yeah. know, that we've had to deal with. I think it's, I, I, I think you're right. I think we're good. We have a greater appreciation for other, just literally the presence of other human beings. Yes. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. You know, I believe that's what's going to happen. I'm looking forward to that because mm-hmm. I think I really do truly think humanity, at least in this part of the world needed it. Yeah. Well, I, I you start to take, you start to really take into, into um, consideration the things that were once maybe just, afterthoughts are very much priority like school yeah you know, like kids going to school and yeah. you know you, you think about how important at least in at the age in which my kids are and i think this goes all the way up the, the totem pole is even for kids who are sophomores juniors seniors in high school like the ability for these kids to go out and socialize and for the ability for even just my kids to go to school so that you know i, I can have some sanity and not have to organize you know the moving 400 different times throughout the week and then right. In addition, like, how pissed off would you be if you were a senior in high school or senior in college and you didn't get to finish your senior season because of COVID? You know, like, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that, you know, are very minuscule in my daily life now that don't matter, but how many lives were in, impacted to that level? And it, to just, like, hit the play button, like, resume, resume play, it would be nice. Yeah. Because it's like, man, I, I'd pay a lot of fucking money to go down and smell, smell some popcorn and drink a beer at, at Bush yeah. Stadium right now. Yeah, a but lot. you know, I think that time is coming sooner than later. Yeah, I, I, do. I think we're we're reaching a tipping point soon where people aren't gonna, they're just not gonna comply. I I just I see it more and more every day. I see it in all age groups, all race groups, all 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 you know beliefs. Um, people are just like, you know what, fuck it. And it's I'm not, not just here it. though. Like I mean, yeah, but, no, it's everywhere. We, but we're not allowed to see that though. Yeah, the shit going on in yeah. Germany, dude. They've been protesting for three weeks now. Yeah. Against all of it. Well, I, you don't see it. It, it. In Manhattan, the great mm-hmm. city of Manhattan, what's the total yeah. population? 12,000? Uh, 40,000. 40,000. When, school, when school's out. When it's school's 40, out, it's, it, well, when school's in, it's more like 50, uh, maybe even more than that, but it's, it's uh, 38, 30, What are the 40, guidelines 000. like? Because Kansas, believe it or not, so it's a pretty liberal state, yeah? Well, it, Kansas is a weird thing because Kansas has a history of sometimes we'll have liberal governors, but we always have a very conservative legislature. So... I would say that people's attitude is fine, you know. Do you, wear, you, you have it, to wear a mask when you go into your coffee shop? It's it's posted everywhere that you have to, but I've walked in several times. Do you have a fear? He lives a little bit. No, yeah. I don't. I don't have any fear that I'm going to get kicked out. That's nobody I know in my in my city has ever has ever been kicked out. So when you walk, an example, an ex- exception to that might be like a medical facility. Like my wife has to wear, she has to wear it you know, PPE and yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, my, my wife's the same, right? She yeah. works in medical facilities. She got right. to like garb up and do the whole deal. But I, mean, I actually think that that's fucking, that should be the case. Right. No, right. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I, I, but I, I'm more curious, like, you know, we see, you know, and, and, and both sides of the media are, are guilty of this, you know, like the, the fear that's going on and like, right. man, even I walk into my Starbucks right. and I've told the story, so it's yeah. relevant, but you know, the majority of America, believe it or not, exists outside of, yeah. You know, my little Starbucks. And it's funny to think, like, how, yeah. does, how does Manhattan, Kansas? Yeah, like, how- no, I, mean, I, I think most everybody's attitude, and this, frankly, is my attitude. I don't condemn somebody for wearing a mask. If they, I don't call them a sheep or, or anything like that. If they want to wear you it, shouldn't. whatever. Yeah. I mean, if they. That's part of the problem, too. Yeah. So that's a whole, that's a whole fucking. So, you know, all these people who are anti-mask are calling everybody fucking sheep and stupid and this and that. And you guys want them to join you? Right. Like, what the fuck, right. man? No, they're not sheep. Right. They're fucking scared. Yeah, they're f- dude, <laughs> I, had a bu- I had a buddy who sent me a video today of a guy literally in a fucking hazmat suit at the fucking airport. Okay? Like, yeah. I'm talking real, a fucking real hazmat suit. Crazy. All right? And he sent it to me. And he's like, holy fuck, dude. Look at this. 
And I said, dude, imagine what that guy, imagine how fucking terrified that guy is. Right. Yeah. To even leave the house no, no, right no, now. Dude, so I said, know. dude, I said, as, 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 as funny as we might think that is, yeah. it ain't funny. No. And, and dude, we, the, the people who are, you know, <clears throat> there needs to be, like I said in the beginning of the show, empathy. Like, hey, dude, if you're fucking scared, I totally get it. Like, I totally get it. You, you know, but we can't have this, oh, those are fucking sheep. And then this, and then, oh, you're, you're, you fucking want to, you want your grandma to die. Yeah, you're a careless you know, piece of like, shit. Right. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here, you man. You don't care about Neither, neither one of yeah. those is true. No. Yeah, no. And neither Dude, one is okay. How are you going to blame someone with the amount of credible propaganda that's being spewed? We have people completely violating their medical oaths to do the right thing on fucking TV every day. We have tech organizations removing videos of people of, that have an opinion that goes against anything that the, the mainstream media says. How can you blame them for being so scared? Are we not taught to watch the news yeah. to figure out what to do? Are we not taught to trust people? Are we not taught that, uh, um, you know, a doctor who's in the White House should be credible in everything that he said? That's what we're taught. We're taught that. So how can you blame someone for believing it? That's what they're supposed to fucking believe. Yeah. And dude, they're ne- if you guys really want people to understand and listen, you can't be calling them sheep and yeah. fuck you and fuck your mask and this and that. Yeah. Now, me being a person who will not wear a fucking mask, I won't do it. No. But it has nothing to do with safety. It has to do with me doing the research, understanding that the research is there that shows that this is not an actual scientific method. And if you go to Sean models page, Sean Stevenson's page, he did a great video on it. I've posted many times on my Instagram backed by science. The whole thing will explain the, the whole ordeal to you. Okay. Now I, I, I understand, you know, the concern, but I also understand the importance of not having tyrannical mandates on, on our country. You know what I mean? So like I have to understand and you have to understand what I'm understanding. We have to understand each other, you know, and that takes a little bit of like understanding. Yeah. You know, dude, dude, I'm, I'm so past it right now. So my lofts that I live in downtown, right. So I took the dogs out to, to go to the bathroom the other morning. Right. I walk outside the door and I see this. Okay. On the side, you see that. Okay. That's yep. at the back door. Okay. It looks like fucking shit. Right. Trash. Back. Yeah. 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 Well, so I'm like, fuck, man, this is disgusting, right? So we're going to go back you in. You showed a picture of, like, this super overflowing dumpster. And, and so then I go to walk back in. I didn't realize because I was walking out the door. On the door, they just had put up that morning fucking yeah. mandatory mask. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, well hold on. <laughs> like, you know, but, dude, I'm at the point now, like, you know, I get in my building, and I'm always, I got all my shit, and I get on the elevator, and there's somebody in there, and they have a mask on, and I'm just like, you know, all right, well, you be in your corner, I'm over here. You know, but, like, they are scared. Yeah, yeah. No, dude. And that's what people that, that's what people don't understand. People have politicized it so far to where there's no there's no understanding that those people are actually fearful. They are. Do you yeah. think those people are wearing masks because they fucking just want to wear a mask? Right, right. No, they're wearing masks because they're fucking scared shitless that they're gonna die. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, it is it's a funny thought though earlier when we were talking about like a China invasion or something like you know, they're, they're not going to pick, you know, pick sides. I'm like, well, what if they just started killing all the people without masks? I'm like, fuck, I might wear a mask now. <laughs> yeah, but dude, the thing is, is like, you have to understand that too. I think that's the point of this whole conversation that we're having is like, we are all seen as the same by every other country except us. Yeah. All of us. Yeah. We are the, America, outside of America is not seen as black Americans, white Americans, fucking Asian Americans, all these little sub things that we call each other here, they just call you American. Right. And And they say we're all fucked up. Yeah, dude. (laughs) They fucking hate us equally. If there's anybody that fucking hates everybody, it's everybody else hating us. Exactly. That's the truth. And so, you know, I'm just frustrated, The rest of the NBA hated the Bulls. Huh? The rest of the NBA hated the Bulls. That's right. Well, hey, you know what? Donald Trump said that too, though. You you know what, though? uh, it's amazing to me how much of all of these different cultural issues, like you talked about, do you want to persuade these people or you just want to beat them up? It, uh, it's amazing how much of all the stuff we talk about going on in the world really comes down to business principles. Like I remember oh, that. Bro, it's I remember that, that, that story you told about like Chevy and Ford. Yeah. Chevy and Ford. You should tell that story because it's like, 
if if you feel feel very strongly about something, the way to convince somebody else is not to make them feel like crap. Right. It's not. It's, to it's not them- to insult them. Oh. Dude, look. Okay, I'll tell the story just yeah. for sake of telling it. It's a good story too. Yeah. Though. So, like, dude, you have to understand. Okay. In America, people are very brand loyal. All right. We're gonna go back to MSCEO days for a minute. Right. People are very brand loyal. All right. We're taught that. We're taught that through advertising. We're taught that through marketing. We're taught that through all kinds of different avenues. You know, they get our favorite people, you know, The Rock. Everybody knows The Rock drives four trucks. Everybody fucking knows that. Okay. We have people that represent Chevy. We have people that do this and that. So in, in, in middle America and, and everywhere, you know, around where we're at, people are very loyal to their trucks. All right. And there's Ford guys and there's Chevy. And I use this example in, for a sales technique. All right. But this is, this is very, like Vaughn said, it's very, it's very reflective of how to operate in society if you really want to make a difference. So let's just say you have a guy who's, you know, for generations and generations and generations, his family drove Ford trucks, all right? And he continues to have issues with, with his particular Ford truck, so much to the point where he gets pissed off and he's like, dude, Fuck these Ford trucks. I'm going to go see what Chevy's about. Even though I love Ford and they've been good, this one is a piece of shit and I'm going to go see what these Chevys are about. So this guy drives to the Chevy dealer and he gets out of his truck. And and mind you, he's the only Ford truck there on the Chevy lot. And this man gets out of his Ford truck. The salesman walks up to him and says, Hey man, I see you drive a Chevy. You're coming over to the winning team now. That guy is automatically going to put up a wall mm-hmm. because what you just did is you called him stupid and people don't realize this because what you did was you insulted that man's decision mm-hmm. and you, you took, he probably already made it up in his mind. He's made it up for his whole life. Yeah. Okay. So his whole life, he's planted his identity into that Ford truck yeah. and he's made it up his whole life that he is a Ford guy and you just called him a fucking idiot for being right. a Ford guy. Right. All right. This is this is why this is the difference between great salespeople and fucking terrible salespeople. They will do this in one way or another. They don't realize they're doing it. And 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 so that guy gets back in his Chevy truck or his Ford truck and he drives off the lot. And guess what he does? He never, ever, ever thinks about a Chevy ever again. He gets entrenched in his position. That's right. Yep. It, it fucking makes him dig his heel. And he's like, fuck that guy. That's why I don't drive fucking Chevys because I went there and that guy's a fucking cocky asshole. Right. All right. When it when instead. If the salesman had walked up to him and he said, oh, man, that's that's a beautiful Ford truck. That's a good truck, man. You know what? I like Ford. Ford does a great job. Uh, I used to drive Ford myself. What what brings you to a Chevy dealer? And he's going to say, well, I've had some problems with my truck. You know, he's like, all right, look, I get it. Let's just show you what I got over here. All right. Now you have a different dynamic. Now you have the guy, and, he, and, and if he's a good salesman, he going to say something like this. Bro, I drove Fords for years, too. I had those same issues. I had to say, I, that's Ooh. what he's going to say. Yeah. He's going to say most of them were good, but I had a few bad. He's going he's gonna to fucking get on his side, okay? And that's wh- wh- how the sales talk track is going to go as a salesman for a successful salesperson. They are going to, they're going to connect with the person through shared experience, and they're going to move over together to look at other options. and. This we can see right now clearly that most Americans are pretty fucking shitty salespeople. Yeah, okay, terrible. and because dude, there you could. This is this is just like the conversation we had with Mike Trotter. Mm-hmm. It is not you're wrong. It's yeah. hey, I could see why you think that. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I and, thought just like that, dude. And you yeah. know what? I did it first too. Yeah, yeah. When all this shit started happening up, this is the truth. When all this shit happened in Ferguson, and the facts were not matter. Nobody knew that the BLM money was funneled into the the far left and all the shit. Right. Dude, everybody was like black lives matter, but then it started trickling out and people started seeing through the thing. Yeah. And, and so dude, that's where, that's where like, you know, when you call someone a sheep or stupid or this or that, or you call them a name for their belief, you know, like, dude, I was called a, a a white colonizer. (laughs) Dude, (laughs) my motherfucking family didn't come from fucking to this country until the 1900s, motherfucker. It was already colonized. We was already colonized. (laughs) And on top of it, we came from three different fucking unique backgrounds. Let me tell you what they are. Mafia? No. Listen, (laughs) Sicilian, okay? Uh, American Indian, 
and Irish. Okay. <laughs> Three of the most persecuted fucking people in the history of the world. And I'm getting yelled at by a woman online calling me a white colonizer because of the fucking shade <laughs> of my skin. It's like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. But you can't even have that conversation. And what right? color was she? I don't fucking know. By the way, that, that, that's, a, that's a whole other conversation for another day. But there was a time in our nation's history where it was very common in a street. No where Irish, no, no Italian. No Irish, no yeah. Italian. Yeah. Irish need not apply. That's right. Yeah. But nobody talks about it. And look, I'm not going to sit here because, dude, this is not a competition of who was more oppressed. Right. Who right. had it worse. That's, yeah. not, that's no. not what this is about. But the point is, is that when you label people without knowing the situation and you're coming and attacking, you're, all you are is that shitty salesman on the, on the fucking Chevy lot telling people that you're a fucking idiot for thinking what you think. And, dude, that doesn't solve any motherfucking problems. Nope. You, you know, know, did you know that the Ford Chevy story is just really the story on how Sal sold Andrew how to drive Fords? Is that right? It's now actually a, it's, I mean, now that it's made off. two podcasts, <laughs> it's the world renowned sales tactic on just how we got Andrew into a Ford. Well, no, what it, it's sort of, yeah. it's actually very okay, true. Dude, I drove Chevys my whole life. Yeah. And I had a Ford. Had a Dodge. There's a Dodge in there. I, yeah. And I love that Dodge. And I love all the brands, honestly. And now that I love all the brands, guess what? I feel better about everything. That's right. All right. It makes they me happy. They all got their positives. That's right. And so, dude, you should never falsely bring hate into your life when you don't need it. You know, brand loyalty does that a lot. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm a fucking this guy, whatever it is. No, you're not. You're a fucking guy that drives that. You're not that guy. So, you know, and once you wake to that, you're like, damn, dude, I'm bringing in all this fucking frustration for no reason. <laughs> so, but this is sort of the truth. Like, that is why I decided to, to, to switch to Ford. Right. I did have a bad experience with two Ford trucks back in uh, 2008. They were total hunks of shit both of them now then i drove chevys and i don't know how many chevy trucks i've driven since then but a lot and uh then you know sal started driving Ford. i made fun of him I'm like dude fucking get that Ford, fords are pieces of shit blah, blah blah and i got mad i was like dude like i hated even Ford. so much so because our one of our really good friends sells the chevys yeah I, mean, I love this guy he's one of my best friends because yeah. i can't believe you betrayed tim yeah <laughs> is that yeah. is that the dealership in illinois did you all go to? No, no, they're right oh, down okay. here. No, that's what I told Jim Sal. Butler, like, Chevrolet. dude, you fucking betrayed Tim. <laughs> what the fuck? I went all in, bro. Yeah. Like, but, but I'm like, yeah, but I got a new friend over here. His yeah. name's Tommy. Yeah, but the point is, is that eventually, like, on his newest truck, he didn't try to sell me on how good it was. You know what he did? He's like, hey, dude, here's the keys. You should oh, drive it. You got to drive it. Yeah. He's like, dude, look, I, and, and, and in all fairness, this is the truth. Sal is a very good, under, Sal's very good salesperson. And, and ethical, too. It's he, you know, he said, Hey dude, here, here's the key. Just drive the truck, dude. Just, I know your truck is nice as shit because my Chevy is nice. John Taylor drives it now. Fucking nice truck. I drove the truck and I'm like, this is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, that, that, that principle yeah. is so, it, it's just a principle of success and influence in every area sure. of life. Uh, about 10 years ago, I went to a coffee shop and there's this guy and he was just, I, I somehow we got into small talk and, and he's like, oh, what do you do? And I go, uh, oh, I'm a pastor. And he like went cold on me. And he just all of a sudden he's like, oh, well, I'm an atheist. And I think he expected me to be like, well, you suck. Yeah. And I go, oh, I get it. I, I can think of a lot of reasons not to believe in God. Yeah. And he's like, what? Yeah. And I go, yeah, man, there's a lot of yeah. crap going on in the world that's kind of scary and doesn't make sense. Yeah. I said, why, why are you an atheist? And he started talking about like he, ha he had this Jewish heritage and all these people died you know, in World War II with the Holocaust. And he's like, couldn't imagine that if there was a God, why God would allow something like that to happen. So I remember I said to him, I said, you know, that was horrible that so many people died like that. And he said, yeah, man. I said, you have a really, really strong sense of justice. He said, yeah, man. I go, I'm, I'm just curious. I mean, where do you think you got that sense of justice? And it just all of a sudden he's like, oh, crap. I don't know. And it just <laughs> opened up an, a, a conversation and he walked out. I'm sure he's probably still an atheist. Yeah. But I mean, at Give least him something to think about. At le yeah. And at least he met somebody who was a Christian who didn't make him feel like a jackass yeah. for being an atheist. Yeah. And that, if more people did that in every area of our lives. Dude, you know what's funny? Like, it's like the media have, couldn't media and politicians. No. They couldn't manipulate us. Bro, like I have friends that are that are pretty far left. I wouldn't. Yeah. They're not Antifa people. OK. Yeah. They're but they're just very liberal. Are there any Antifa people in Missouri? Because I, I, you know. 
Dude, I think when, Missouri's when a they, good when state. When they fucking pay the motherfuckers to ship them here, yeah. No. Well, I'm sure they'll be here. They'll, they'll be some here next week. Yeah, because of the Mike Brown anniversary. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, dude, look. The the point is, is that we are all going about this the wrong fucking way. Mm-hmm. And take this from someone who understands how to fucking you know teach skills like this. Mm-hmm. Um, we all need to like be a little bit more like uh, the second salesman and just have some empathy. Be like, dude, look, I know why you're scared. I can understand that. Because I think if we're honest, we all can. This is fucking absurd, right? So, <clears throat> I don't know, man. What about, like, I was thinking, too, about positives of, of this. Uh, can I give some notes to that? Yeah. Because I think I got, uh, there's, you know, my job here at First Form is to sell product, right, at the end of the day. Like, that's my job. But my real job, what I do is just manage bullshit. Like, <laughs> that's what I do. Now, there's never been a time when somebody's walked in my office and said, hey, how you doing? I do that. No, I check on you. Everybody, everybody, they, they, they only bring me shit. You know, I check on I me, but you're trying to steal shit. a Diet Coke. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you ain't fucking. Well, I know what? I go to Jason now, so. Yeah, that's because I stopped putting Diet Coke in there because you kept drinking all the shit. No, but you got those cold brews. I know. So my point being I'll is come like. check on you later. No, like, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've learned, you know, like, okay, like you have to, you're in a problem solving business. That's what, that's, that's how the world works. And. You know, when you, so we, we constantly, I constantly have people come through my office and it, and, and my job now is to try to teach them how to handle bullshit or like, you know, teach them how to solve problems. And, you know, the number one thing that I always tell them, like I, I always hear the story because I, I do one-on-ones. I have one-on-ones Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and it's personal development for each guy and how they manage their, their little department or girl or girl. And the number one question I always ask them, okay, well, you got to put yourself in their shoes and see how they see it. And you know, like whenever you have a problem, you have to understand, like, it's not about driving your agenda through them. It's simply step out, put yourself in their shoes for one second and say, Hey, how do they see that situation? You know, like somebody comes and asks for a pay raise, you know, like, Hey, what, why, why do you think that they need value? Or why do you, why have they brought value to, to the business or understand where they're coming from and help them express that feeling? Because dude, when you can help somebody through that situation of struggle, because they're struggling to like get that out. And so they resist you. You know, like the second you, the second you show any type of combativeness, like they're going to, now we're in a, now we're in a stalemate where we're going to try to wrestle to win. And it's like, you got to disarm that. And you got to say, Hey, listen, like, let me put myself in their shoes and try to sympathize with them and understand. And so that they can express themselves clearly. So then you can have your opinion or your opportunity to kind of say your side of the story. Cause what I've learned is most people just simply don't communicate well. Mm-hmm. No, they're waiting to talk. Mm-hmm. What's that? They're waiting to talk. Yeah, and they don't, and they're they're afraid to get the situation out. Dude, this happens with relationships. This happens in business. They, they're afraid to tell them everything that you really think. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And what I've learned is, all right, let let me get out of my seat. Let me sit right next to him and almost advise him through that situation. Like, dude, no, no, tell me, like, what is the struggle? Like, mm-hmm. I understand you're telling me like the problem, but you, there's it's deeper. I know it's deeper, and you learn to let him get it out. Mm-hmm. Let him talk about it, and then you know what? Hey, man, like, okay, cool. It wasn't that hard, right? All right, now let's fix it. And what happens is through that situation, and you can relate it to politics right now, like, or Black Lives Matter or whatever, like, hey, let me help, help me understand, like, why do you feel that way? Right. You know, like, why so do you hate Trump? It goes back to what we were saying earlier, the empathy. Of course. Thing. No, yeah. you, dude, you got, like, instead of trying to win, try to fix the fucking problem. And that's mm-hmm. what, like, a lot of times, specifically in young business leaders, like, no, this is the way, this is my way. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Maybe it's not. Mm-hmm. You know, let's listen and let's, mm-hmm. let's try to adjust, adapt, and overcome. And, and a lot of people, they want to drive their agenda. And this is why politics is so dangerous is because like, I'm going to win. Can't you just like hear them out? You know, Chevy's going to win. Well, what happens? Chevy's got great attributes. They make great trucks. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like everybody has a valid point and, a, and an opportunity. You got to learn to listen to it. And when you look at bad relationships at home, it's because they don't communicate well. Right. And they can't talk to each other. You look at bad relationships in a business environment, they don't talk to each other well. And so learning, like, just like social media right now, we're not talking to each other really well. And if we were going to fix that problem, dude, we got to learn to listen. We got to learn to understand where they're coming from and fucking be willing to meet them in the middle. But you included a really important piece way back uh, several minutes, which was you talked about being comfortable with who you are. Of course. I don't think you can truly listen to somebody else until you're comfortable. Yeah. Because you're not threatened by people. If You know what I'm saying? Like, you, to some extent, you got you to get to the point where you're like, you know what? I know basically I'm a person of goodwill who's trying to do his best or her best. 
I can listen to this person. But if you're, if you don't have that inner strength, I'm not sure you can listen. The, the single best thing that I ever did in my life. I mean, the, the characteristic tra tra uh, uh, trait that I learned was to stop lying. Because then when I, once I learned to stop lying, then I was living the, the pure born truth. No, I could accept my faults. It just makes everything fucking easier. dude. Yeah. Well, and it, specifically when trying to uncut, like be comfortable with who you are, like, man, I'm me. Like, I don't play a version of me. Like, this is what you get. Good, bad, and different. I understand that some people don't like me. Like I get it. And I'm okay with that too. But like, I'm not going to waver one way or the other. Yeah. And because I don't have to play a story. Like I'm my story. And I, the younger version of me was always trying to be cool. And I was always trying to, to like, you know, put a little extra icing on the cake for no reason, you know, because then I had to like justify it to myself. And then you kind of always felt like unfulfilled because it wasn't just who you were. Right. And when I learned to just be un unequivocally me, no matter what, I just speak the truth and, and it's not popular, you know, and that's the part that a lot of people don't understand is like when you have to say things that you believe and that you think, like you have to be willing to understand it. They may not like it and you're going to have to deal with that. And that's a hard place to be because nobody likes being unliked. No, nobody likes being unliked and nobody likes confrontation. You know what I'm saying? And so like a lot of people back down from that and they secretly go back in and have to like play this fucking game with themselves mm -hmm. when it, man, it's like, it's okay that we disagree, mm -hmm. you know? And it's okay. But my, my biggest thing that I ever did was dude, I don't, I don't lie anymore. You know, I just don't. And I'm telling you right now, like when I let myself free of that, my life got exponentially better. And I don't lie. I mean, I don't lie about anything. Like how, who I am, it's, I mean, kind of mm -hmm. to the point of the opening of your podcast, like, or the, of the podcast, I take great pride in trying to be the exact person who I am online, right. in person, right. in business. Like if you were to ask the guys and girls that I manage, like that's what you get. I bet you got that from the MFCO episode on authenticity being the competitive edge of a business. <laughs> Which one was that? I actually, oh, we had lots of them on that one. Well, because there's a fucking great deal no, of that, truth and success. No, it's true. Being no, real. that's true. I mean, we you you've talked about that, Andy, and you know, being yourself in in both business and life is is a competitive edge. And I, this is I believe so. What you're uh, affirming. What but, other good shit is going to come from this? Well, I loved uh, you mentioned about school yeah. taking advantage advantage of the the fact that you know or we we take it for granted that we all get to go to school. I actually think, and this sounds negative, that I'm being negative, but. So universities across the nation are hemorrhaging students. We can argue whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but the fact is they are. And what is really interesting, and I live in a college town, what's really interesting is, you know, major D1 institutions or really institutions of, on every, any level, they tend to adapt pretty slowly. And what I do think is happening in, in, is that COVID and all the things that are going on has accelerated the demise to some extent of traditional education to where people are starting to say, okay, how could we be more innovative and how, what other educational opportunities are out there? And I actually believe, I'm not, I'm not against higher education, but I actually believe that more and more people are going to go, you know what? College is not the route for me. I'm not going to get into debt and be in debt my whole life. I'm going to maybe go the, the route of entrepreneurship or something else. Or trades. Or trades or right. something else. And I actually think that's going to be really good for America. Dude, I, I, I 1 million percent agree. And I also think there's an, there's an irony similar to what I was saying about how, you know, the, the regime that's wanted <laughs> is not going to allow for the behavior. I think it's interesting, you know, and I don't see a lot of these, these teachers really seeing this, but every, they are, they're all protesting for schools to be closed, right? And what they don't understand is that there's people out there setting up their own schools now because you can do it online. Right. I've been doing this for a couple of years, Larte Syndicate. We have an mm -hmm. entrepreneurship school. That's what the fuck it is. Right. And, you know, it might not be as rigid curriculum as a traditional university, but if you want to learn to be an entrepreneur, that's where the fuck you go. So people are starting to do this. Other people who are, you know, entrepreneurship minded and teachers and mm -hmm. The, the landscape is changing and what they, <laughs> this is the, the fucking ironic, you know, again, emoji where my head blows up in smoke <laughs> um, is like, these people are demanding that, that the schools be closed and <laughs> they know that that's how they indoctrinate people to believe what they believe. Yeah. They know this. Yeah. Hey, that's what they fucking do. So when you close the schools and people go elsewhere, Guess who, A, doesn't get to indoctrinate anybody anymore, 
and B, doesn't have a fucking job. I'm going to say it's the same people that told everybody they need to go to school. That, But that's what I'm saying. So, like, yeah. these people are, you know, they want to win elections so fucking bad mm-hmm. that they are, they are. They're fucking themselves Dude, over. and they don't get it. No. And I'm just like, are you really not seeing what's happening? Like, yeah. you know how many people. Dude, companies don't hire on fucking degrees anymore, everybody. I don't know if you understand that. We're an example of that. We're one of the we're we're one of the next generation's great companies. Okay. Yeah, we've been in it 20 years. But in 20 more years, we're gonna be the fucking, you know, the standard. The, the yeah. big, the big Nike company, you know, quote unquote. I'm just using that as an example. That's where we're going. And these people <laughs> that work here sell, I mean, how many motherfuckers do you ask about their degree zero in fact on monday morning's meeting i was highlighting two guys and i said you know they're, they're two of our most talked about people in customer service no degrees it, well, no one had a degree one oh. didn't and i didn't fucking know and yeah. i don't fucking care yeah i care that they're willing to help people <laughs> but that that old, the old guard of having that have to have to get in is only applicable to certain areas of life and i think what we're going to see is the revision of major universities into smaller sub subject intensive universities for example you know medical school law school architect school where you have to go learn these skills and get certifications to be these things which you should there should be a standardized education for these things but for all the other shit the degree has basically become something that's dismissed and a lot of people get really heated when you say that because they put so much time into their education they feel superior because they have it Mm -hmm. i'm sorry bro you're not superior that's just not the way it works school is a test school is a test to see how well you follow directions how well you follow directions has very little to do with how successful or how intelligent you are intelligence is not measured by grades contrary to what people think intelligence is is measured by your ability to solve problems creatively okay that's why when you take an iq test it is not who was the president of the united states in 19 fucking 22 it's hey look at this shape and which one of the other shapes is the same shape Mm -hmm. look at this it's very it's a totally different test so a lot of people confuse education with intelligence and it's not when you can go through a, uh, and get a, let's say, a master's and a doctorate at, you know, world history, that doesn't shape your intelligence. It shows that you're able to memorize facts and, and identify them. So there is a total separation of, of between educated and intelligent. Mm-hmm. And the business world has started to understand that in a culturally. And so we are no longer looking for just people that follow directions because we live in a world that's so fast paced that we need creative ideas and free thinkers and people who can solve problems creatively. We need intelligent people, not just people with a fucking piece of paper. And because people invest so much time and money and energy, they, they want their degree to really mean something like, dude, we have people who have worked here in the past that think they deserve more money or more advancement because of their degree. Well, guess what, motherfucker? I don't have a degree, so I don't give a shit. Right. Okay? So that means now if I want to go to a doctor, I want to make sure that he went to a good fucking medical school. (laughs) You know, there's we have that's a nuance, right? Right. So I think more people are starting to identify that. And I think the good thing of 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 this happening with many college students is they're gonna get ahead in life. They're gonna have less debt. They're gonna have more opportunity. There's many other companies like ours out there that are the next generation of whatever it is that they're doing, you know, whether it's barbecue pits or fucking whatever, you know, like I'm, I want some barbecue. So <laughs> that's what came to my mind, but you guys get what I'm saying, you oh, know, whether yeah. it be cars, there's next generations of all these big names that we grew up with traditionally, you know, there is the next Nike or the next Reebok or the next Asics. These companies are not going to just continue to maintain their dominance. There's the next version coming. And you guys, as people who, you know, a lot of you guys are entrepreneurial minded listening to the show, you should be looking to get in with those kind of companies from the ground floor ahead of the $150,000 debt that you're going to have going to a traditional college. And so I think 
the benefit that what's happening here is we ha- we're going to lose the radical indoctrination that's going to start to fade away naturally, and they're doing it to themselves by demanding the school stay closed. So that's mm-hmm. a good thing, in my opinion. Um, and then what we're going to do is we're going to create a new a new level of educators that are that are that care about educating. They care about the kids. They care about the students. They care about learning an actual skill skill to win. And so I actually think that this is long overdue, to be completely honest, because for a long for a long time, dude, you know, people have invested, you know, forty, fifty, a hundred thousand dollars, two hundred thousand dollars in their education, only to come out and be chained to that debt for 20, 30 years. Well, that's a purposeful societal play for control. And people don't people don't see that. If you're in debt when you come out of college at 24 years old, 200 grand, it's going to take you till you're fucking 50 to pay it off. Mm-hmm. Are you supposed to just start living when you're 50? You see what I'm saying? Right. So what do you have to do for the next 30 years? What do you have to do? You have to work. Right. You have to work at work. So it's a way for them to create job security and stable economies in all these areas. So we have to understand that like the education that our country and our world needs now is far less of that formal education and far more of specialized education. Absolutely. And so I think it's a great thing is what's happening now. And I know there's a lot of people who are going to get real mad at me for saying that, but that's just how I see it. Well, I, and I have friends who know me and they're probably going to get mad at me and saying, Oh, I thought you were a big fan of higher education. I'm not against higher education. What I'm against is the lie that everybody has to do it. I'm against the lie that, that, that it, there's a standard pattern that everybody has to follow in order to, you know, be successful in life. And I think that's the lie that we've been told. College is for some people, but it's not, I would say it's not for most people. I agree with that. I, I, mean, I would say literally it's not for the majority of people yeah, in our country. I mean, country. And if you think about it, I mean, 30 years ago, people went to college because they wanted to. Right. Not because they were told to. Not because, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, and like, it, it made everything better. It made the, the classrooms better because kids were actually there because they, they, they cared, right? And they wanted to be there. Right. The teachers cared because they had students that wanted to be there, right? It wasn't just this indoctrination of force-fed, you know, this just over-ending cycle that just got kids pumping through your door because there's a dollar sign over their head. Right. Well, and uh, two, I mean, this goes way beyond my age or Sal's age or your age. I mean, when my parents were in college, they could actually work themselves through college mm-hmm. to pay for it. Yeah. I could not have done that. There's no. no way I could have done that. No. The, the tuition was too too high. Quincy was so like forty. At some grand. point, you have to ask yourself, like, how did this happen? Yeah. Why why did why did the cost of college get so bloated? You know, but no, I just think uh, I I think there's good things coming, and I think like the Arte Syndicate is the is the model of the future in terms of uh, uh, you know how we develop as people, how we how we develop skills and aptitudes and knowledge. I think that that model of what the yeah, RK I think there'll be other does. models similar to that. There already are, yeah. but that are more specialized even than that, right? Yeah. Like, I think we're starting to come, you know, and I think what we're going to start seeing is some accreditation concepts come out to certify which ones are good and which ones aren't. You know what I mean? Right, right now, we have a verification check. Like right. our entrepreneurship academy is basically the only one I know of with a fucking verification. But we all know that doesn't mean shit. But my point is, is that there's going to become a third party quote unquote accreditation or verification program for these educational programs that are out there. And if you, and you know, Hey, if there's not, that's a great idea for free for somebody go out there and create it. Yeah. I, I mean, I was waiting for, for Andrew to pop back in the room, but I, I almost look at it differently. You know? Well, well you have a different perspective too. Yeah. So no, it's, Sal, that's wrong. Can't no, 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 exactly. No, this is the thing. So you look at the, the executive offices in here, right? Two have degrees, two don't have degrees. So there's no right or wrong reason in that sense. And I look at- I, Who has the offices on top? I, I got an degree one-on-one. No, no, no. Chris has a degree. Chris has a degree. Oh, He's got he? fucking yeah. multiple oh, degrees. Yeah. And nice try, though. I tried. Yeah. It was but almost- Almost almost. Almost got him. Me, me and all, Jason are dumbasses. Almost. <laughs> and, I look at, and, and I look at all the things, all the great things that I learned in college. Yeah. You know, I had- Unbelievable college experience. Well, that's why college I say. didn't I don't cost think me a bad. fucking dime. Yeah, you know right. what I mean. I have this thing called athletic ability, something yeah. you don't know anything no, no, about, no. DJ. But no, that's a good and, point, though. So not, but not. not and I learned a lot that. of valuable skills in college that have helped me here. Leadership, locker room. Yeah, but Sal, you didn't learn Get, that in a classroom. 
No, I mean, no. I went to college. I just didn't walk away with a degree. <laughs> no, no, but you got all that same shit too. Yeah, That's right. right. I understand what not to do in a relationship. Yeah. I learned all that shit when I was yeah. 18, 19, no, 20. I, I, it took me a little longer to learn it. So that's a good it. point. The college experience, I believe, is very important. It's extremely valuable. Yeah. You know, and I think about, and it, this is, you know, some, you know, some younger kids who are 18, 19, 20 who go right into working. I, I like the first thought that goes into my mind is, man, you got robbed. Because I think 18, 19, 20 for me, dude, I had so much fucking fun and did so much stupid shit that if I fucking can, didn't get it out of my system and purge see, it. I and, think that's a super fair point. Yeah. And that's a, there's give and take with that. That's consistent with what we've been saying. We haven't yeah. said that higher education is bad. We've said yeah. it's not for everybody. No, but, but that's the lie that's told. Yeah. To our well, to there's, there's, there are, there I think are we'll see ancillary a different version of that, though. Yeah, there's yeah. ancillary positives that people don't talk about. Right. You know, like, dude, like watching Southern Illinois go to the Sweet 16 and, you know, yeah. and, 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 no, it's watching, cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was, dude, Kent Williams, who was my buddy, you know, and fucking hitting threes on ESPN, you know, driving down a lane, like that culture that you had, that team, that, that sense of pride in the fucking maroon color. Like, dude, you don't fucking, yeah, yeah. It. That's, that's a great point, man. So, so yeah. there's, Although I understand, like, do I think the edu- did I learn something in the classroom? Well, let's say this: I learned that my fucking accounting teacher was hot. That's what I learned. <laughs> you know <laughs> Look, what I, mean? dude. Like, I don't know anything about accounting. I can add, subtract, and multiply faster ask, than anybody you ever met. Ask what I want to ask. Yeah, <laughs> but dude, Darla Starnes. I still yeah. remember her name. <laughs> dude, here's the thing, dude. Fucking her Google search about to go to a oh, yeah. <laughs> Search it. Look, man. Here's the thing. I I think see this is how discussions happen. So now we would talk about a solution. Because we, I think we agree that there, there's a lot of overpaying and underdelivering oh, in the education system. I don't disagree with that. At yeah. All. So, so, so you make a great point that is contrary to the point that I just made. And so the solution is somewhere in the middle. In the middle. And I think that's reflective of every issue right now. You know, uh, I, I do think it's fucking high, uh, fucking illegal hijacking for a high school athletic department. Uh, to cancel eight, eight, a fucking season. Well, no, no, for a, for a high school AD to make like in Chicago, where these guys are making four hundred fucking thousand dollars a year, oh. like that's fucked up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And what happens is like this is this is where college went wrong. They all get to vote on their own shit and their own pay and their own pay scale, and they're voting for their buddies and they're doing this thing. And college in 25 years went from affordable to fucking crush your entire life, right? And hold you fucking you know, well, that, basically chained to the debt. Yeah, Sal, that's the problem, though. Like, that, the, I think that right now that the, the financial obligation does not equate to the benefits that you get. No. And so, you know, it's like any industry that's over-fluffed, right? Eventually, there's a, there's, a, there's a coming to Jesus moment. And I think the education system is having that right now. I think America's having that right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think there's other good things, too. You know, I think one of the biggest things that's, this is what I'm really looking forward to. I, I think this is going to happen. I believe it's going to happen. I, I believe that we'll eventually come. I think we'll come out of this with more racial unity than we ever had. Mm-hmm. I think we will. As bad as things seem right now, as tough as see, things seem right now. And I can only obviously speak for, for the black people that I personally get to interact with, which is a good amount. Everybody's tired of the hate. Everybody's tired of the fucking we're supposed to hate each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Uh, every I think a lot of people who you know on June second who were you know really angry are starting to see that we are purposefully divided in this on this issue, and I know that because I've had just literally hundreds of conversations in my DMs with people, and there's you know we're tired of hating each other. We don't have to hate each other. They say we have to hate each other. We don't have to. We're also probably tired of being told that we hate each other when we really do. Dude, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I haven't talked to one black person. Like, literally, like all the motherfuckers calling me names and racist, Vaughn, those are all white people. Yeah. Every motherfucking yeah. one of them. <laughs> every one of them. Not one black person has reached out to me and said, dude, you're a fucking racist. <laughs> they, they have said things like, man, you know, uh, I listened to this part of your th- this. Like, what's that about? And, you know, typically what I'll do is I'll voice them a message back and we'll have a voice message and they can hear my tonality and understand, like, you know, because we all know that text is a terrible way right. to really communicate. Right. Um, but there's conversations happening. 
you know, and people are starting to, to, to get to the point. They're like, fuck dude, I'm fucking tired of this. We don't, Mm -hmm. we don't actually hate each other. You know? And what's funny is, is when we start to actually have a conversation, it's interesting how much shit that we actually want. That is actually the same exact shit. It's the exact same shit. And we're getting told by the media, those people fucking think this about you. No, they fucking don't. And then, you know, that's, but that's for both sides. And, and we're all caught in the middle right now. And, 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 and that's the other uh, ironic thing. I think, you know, the media has gotten a little, uh, not a little, but a lot overconfident and brazen in their deception ability. And, dude, I don't think that the mainstream media, is, I don't think they're going to survive this. I think this is the last, this is the last stand for mainstream media as we know it, uh, you know, that's going on right now. And I think the panic that's going on is they know it's, coming to an end and people are waking up and they're fucking terrified and you know these people who think they're you know it's like when you start to lose control over something and you fucking panic that's what i see i don't know how you guys see it but i see a lot of people for a long time who have been able to tell us all this or that you know or you're this kind of person you're that and all of us are kind of looking around and we're like um, none of that shit's true. And so the social media platform that they actually created to instill uh, actual you know, connection is working because we're able to communicate directly now. You know what I'm saying? Like imagine if social media, like a lot of people are dogging social right now for their censorship. And I fucking agree. It's bullshit. But let's be honest. What if we didn't have social right now? And this is all we knew was what we saw on TV. Holy fuck. Right. You had like Holy the three fuck. major networks and they Bro, were controlling be, all of we it. We would be in an actual civil war right now today. I would own more guns than I own, and I own a lot of guns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just saying, like, imagine there was no social media counterbalance right now to Oof, what's yeah. going on. No, that's a that's a great way to yeah. accentuate it. Chris, yeah. Chris said the same thing yesterday. He's like, dude, like, you know, you see all the stuff in the news, but then, like, dude, I get all my stuff from right here. He holds up his phone. Yeah. Because like, I can see it right here. Like, it's instant. You know what I'm saying? It's not it's not biased. It's not, you know, filtered down. It's not none of that. Like, I mean, it's powerful. And that's the one good thing. I mean, there's a few good things about social media, but that's one of them. Dude, sure. I'm excited for these racial tensions to be lifted. Like I am like being from St. Louis, you know, it's been six full years of this shit. I'm fucking done with it, man. Well, it's like Dwayne said yesterday that uh cause I, when I saw him, he's like, Oh, I'm from Portland. I'm like, fuck, dude, like Organs must be really bad. Like, you know, how's it up there? You know, yeah. like, well, dude, it's literally like two blocks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, well, shit. Like, so wait, it's not the whole state? Like, it's, it's not. That was, that was my point earlier. No, like, yeah. You, we dude, look at the 1%. Dude, yeah, but don't you guys remember Ferguson in 2014? It's the same thing. Dude, we dude, had I was in fucking dude, Forest Park. When I had stuff everybody in the world. Because they, you know, they yeah. knew from St. Louis. They're like, fuck, dude. You okay? Are you safe? What's <laughs> right. going They're on? They're outside your house, <laughs> aren't they? And I'm like, yeah, bro. It, it's it's like a four block area yeah. where shit's cracking, <laughs> and and so dude, I I talked to uh, I talked to, and that's bad enough, right? I'm yeah. not minimizing. Yeah, no, 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 it, no, no. But I'm yeah, saying yeah, the yeah. media was making yeah. it look like the whole city was burning. Right, it was the whole state, and, and you know, from the outside perspective, that's what you think. Yeah. So like, we've all been watching Portland, and we're like, holy fuck, fucking war. Yeah, right. But right. dude, what it is, it's a couple hundred fucking motherfuckers yeah. doing bad shit. That On the two media, blocks. The media is actually doing themselves a disservice. For their cause, because I think we can all agree that the media skews far to the left, all right? The media is actually doing themselves a disservice by, by focusing on such a small aspect of that, because what it's done is it's pushed the middle and the actual traditional Democrats to the right. Yeah. Like, fucking think about that, because they made it look like every fucking left supporter is some crazy fucking lunatic burn shit break shit, tear shit down, and dude, that is not the case. The case is we have a small area in Portland that is under attack consistently. It's a fucking few thousand people. It is not the whole country. It is a fucking few thousand people. There are 20, how many? 230 fucking 8 million people in this country or some shit like that. 233. Oh, I guess. No, it's, like, it's like 317 or something. Or 320. I'm sorry. Yeah. But uh, the point is, is that there's a lot of people mm-hmm. and they're showing a little bitty group as if it's the whole group. And what that's done is it's put, so do you understand what I'm saying? It's been counterintuitive yep. to their own cause. Yep. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So 
these people, you know, they're, they're trying to like rally more people to join this shit. And even the people who would traditionally vote Democrat are like, I mean, what I'm fucking about, what about that? You know what I'm saying? And, uh, I don't know, man. It's it's going to be interesting because I think we're going to wait. I think I do. Look, this is not conspiracy theory shit. I, I hate to use the term Great Awakening right now, you right. know, because it's what everybody's using. But I actually think that's happening. I think people are seeing legitimately through the media, through the propaganda, through the fucking lies, through the, the lies that we've been told by people who we're finding out on a pretty consistent basis are not very good people. Right. That's a whole nother fucking shell shock to us. Like these motherfuckers in Hollywood who are got, they're on every motherfucking cause on every fucking thing. We're starting to find out they're doing all this weird shit and they're part of this weird culture and all this shit. I mean, dude, we've been fucking duped. All of us. So and, two years from now. Huh? So two years from now. What? There's going to be pineapples everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's going to be dude. real urban. Yeah, dude, I'm just saying, uh, I still am not putting a pineapple in my ass. <laughs> Come on. Prove it. Uh, <laughs> not sure that was ever the proposal. Um, I saw it in your eye, son. I know why you drove all the way here. Yeah. You didn't drive here for nothing. Oh, my. But, dude, I, I, th- I do believe, I, like, for real, and we'll, we'll close the show here with final thoughts after, after, uh, after this, but I do believe a lot of good is coming. I believe a lot of good things are coming. I b- do believe it's going to get super chaotic for a minute. And I believe that people are going to, they're going to think that they're crazy. You're not crazy. The world's fucking crazy. And we have to all be less crazy ourselves so that we don't fucking burn it the fuck down. Mm-hmm. Right? We're dr- it's the same thing I said, I don't know, fucking six months ago. We're, we're all in the same boat and we got half the people drilling holes in the bottom and then happy about it. You know, that yeah. doesn't make any sense. If we're all in the same boat and, and, and I'm sitting at one end and you're sitting at the other end and you're drilling holes in the bottom to sink me. That don't make no sense. No. You know what I'm saying? Fuck you, Andy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, we have to all, you know, do our part in helping people. And how do we do that? Sal said it earlier. You got to be the example. You got to be the person who, you know, and that's why, like, when people say this shit to me, I'm not like, I might put them up on blast for a minute, but I take it down. I'm not trying to ruin their fucking lives. You know, by the way, if you talk shit on me and, and do ignorant shit and say shit to me, you should know that my people are pretty loyal and they will mm-hmm. fucking bury you. So. You know, I, I try to take that responsibility serious because I don't really believe in that shit. But when you're, you know, like it's true. Yeah. So I, I don't know, man. But I do think people need to start sticking up for what they believe and the people that believe it. And I think that if we all would just uh, take a couple breaths and remember that everybody out there that is that is irritating you right now is also a human. They're also struggling. They're also having a hard time. They're also having anxiety. Um you know, they're wearing hazmat uniforms or yeah, dude. I, see, outfits. I think that's like on one hand, that's a, that's a little funny, right? It's like, yeah. holy fuck. I've never seen that it's before. Tragically funny. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. on the other hand, I want to go up and be like, bro, you know, let me give you a hug. Of course, that'd be the worst <laughs> thing possible. <laughs> right. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel bad for people right now because I know I can see what it's doing to them. And not everybody's ready to receive the, the understanding that that people are willing to lie to them to get their way. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know, people will discover that on their own as it goes. But, um, my final thought on the whole thing is like, you know, guys, we are truly all in this together. And I, my biggest concern right now is what I said multiple times on the show is that other people, they all see us the same. Why can't we see us the same? I think that's something to really think about. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I, dude, I'm just, I, I just want, I just want everybody to win. <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of people lose, and I feel like there's a lot of people that should be losing, and they're going to lose pretty bad, you know, but, but for those that are not on that side, I, I want y'all to win. And, and so it's like, I mean, we, we are all in this together. So, you know, the moment we, we stop, you know, demonizing all of our differences and realizing like that, that's what makes us amazing. We'll be much better off for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, how do we, how do we progress over perfection? I say it all the time. And how do we progress? And, you know, 
progression a lot of times comes with, or at least in my experience, progression comes from fixing what looks back at you in the mirror and understanding that we have all have our own faults. And in order for you to learn to accept somebody else's faults, you have to learn that you also have faults. And a lot of times we're so quick to point the finger at somebody else's imperfections when in reality we haven't addressed our own. And, you know, if we really want the world to be a better place, fix your own shit before you go throwing fucking stones through other people's shit. It's difficult to do. That's the problem. Yeah. But I mean, just like anything else in life, uh, the difficult path is typically the one that, that you should travel. And, you know, when you look at the mirror, you know, there's a lot of fucking thoughts that trickle through your head. And whether you choose to listen to them or not uh, is the difference of you progressing or, or not. And what I say by that is like, we all know what looks back at us in the mirror. You know, like if you lie to yourself a little bit and you pass the mirror and you take a quick peek, like, and you've told that lie, you know, and you, you ask yourself that question. We all do that. Right. But whether you take action on what looks back in your mirror is totally on that thought is a totally different fucking outcome. And when I think about the situation, you know, whether it's race, religion, politics, like you all, you have your, your deep inner thoughts and I challenge you to question them. You know, it's like, can you watch CNN for one week? You know, and I, I fuck, that's a scary fucking challenge. I don't want to do that shit, but I would, <laughs> if it helped me understand, you know what I'm saying? Like, can you do that for one week? Can you help? Can you get a little better this week? You know, can you do one thing for somebody to make their day better today? You know, can you, how per- CNN going to make you better? Oh, make you, no, trust me. I, it's punishment. <laughs> I'm, but I was sitting over here like, where are you going with this? Uh, well, where I'm going with that is, is, you know, there are just like you watch Fox or I watch Fox. There are people who religiously well, watch, I watch CNN. Them all. No, no, I do as well, yeah. but I, I spot watch, right? I, I always, I, I watch them all so that I can deduct the truth from what's going on. Yeah. Cause I, I know, know what you're all- saying though, Hal, you're, you're Sal, sorry. I know what you're saying. You you're basically saying, you're basically saying, watch something that you know is intentionally presenting in conflict an opposite of, side of course something that's in, in you gotta listen to the other believe. side yeah. man it goes yeah, back to my you. to the development of young leaders like i think that's key it is it's the yeah. dude like how the fuck are you gonna ever meet somebody in the middle if you don't know where they're coming from that's right you know like how are you're never gonna solve racial tension unless you understand what the fuck they struggle with like it's not gonna happen and so it's easy to sit up in your little house and fucking talk about whatever happens down on the hill but it's a hell of a lot different to walk down the hill and go fucking feel, you know hear it for yourself and it kind of comes back to the donation thing, you know, like you need money, but you do need people who do the work. There's two, two sides to that. And, yeah. you know, I was always a money guy until I went to Haiti and now I do both because I understand it takes both. Mm-hmm. It's and important to have the perspective of both. It's yeah, it is. It's, it's not important. It's the key. Yeah. You know, like most people don't understand that that's the key. Well, like, that's we, why DJ and I were literally uh, down there where David Dorham was killed the day after it happened. Yeah, you you got to see. Yeah, you know and it like, was it was eye opening for both of us. Yeah, well, but that's the, the difference between watching it through a screen and seeing it with your own eyes. Yeah. Um, something that you said, Andy, a long time ago, uh, on one of the MFCO episodes was kind of the key, really the ultimate key to solving the race issue is for each of us to be the best possible ambassador of our race that we can be, be the best possible person. And um, it's interesting now that I'm working full time with college students. It, I can't wait for you guys to see the total rebranding of uh, of what I'm working on with with the ministry because it's basically I'm trying sec- to, second form ministry. I, I, I'm <laughs> what I'm I'm I'm. Oh, that was guilty. <laughs> that was fucking guilty. I don't bro. know what second floor ministry means. Whoa, yeah. whoa, what what? I sincerely basically going to take everything you learned here and then go apply it there. Yeah, basically it's going to be it's going to be <laughs> okay. you're going to steal it's, all our good it's gonna ideas. Be fir- and- it's going to be first form for God, basically. Yeah. You know, can we but, sue uh, you for that? Is but, that like I don't know. But uh, I don't know. We're be the first person we sued today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> That's scary. Um, no, but but it's also factual. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the things that I really, really feel strongly about is I, I want the ministry I'm working with to basically take ordinary college students and transform them into exceptional men and women of faith. And I, there's three things I specifically, well, two things I specifically borrowed from first form. The first one's not the faith component. Cause I say faith, faith uh, faithful, loyal, and, and helpful. So faithful is obviously I love Jesus in the church, but loyal is I got your back and helpful is what do you need? And I got those both obviously from the culture here at first form to be fiercely loyal to the men and women with whom you work and, and your friends and your family and everything. And then also to, to grab your dad's, you know, famous quote, what do you need? You know, that really is what, what customer service or running a business is, is all about is what do you need? And I just feel like we have let the, the media and we've let politicians and we let a, a lot of power brokers in our, in our country 
complicate the issue for us about, you know, all the different things that are possible solutions to our conundrum. No, it's really very simple. All of us need to be faithful. We need to be loyal to each other and we need to be helpful. We need to need to do our best to provide value for each, for everybody else. And if we do that, the, the problems in America are going to be solved. The problems are not going to be solved by political parties or by policies or by some sort of convoluted, you know, plan presented by the media or politicians. It's literally going to come down to us being the best possible ambassadors of our race, of our religion, like you said, of of whatever it is we're trying to represent. And if we're just good people and 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 do the best to the, of our ability to pursue excellence, I think the problems are going to be solved. All right, so that's the show, guys. The moral of the story is be a good dude or do that. That's it. All right, so appreciate you guys listening. Um, Vaughn, when are you coming back? Oh, at, at least a week or a month from now. Month? Yeah, but right. maybe sooner. Well, it depends if pineapples are in season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. But, hey, man, I appreciate you making the drive in. Oh, it was great. It's always a great yeah. show when you come on. And, uh, we, you know, obviously you're part of the show, so Thanks, hopefully man. you uh, will make Good the trip here. a little more often. Yep. But, we'll uh, guys, appreciate your support of the show. Uh, if it made you think, if it made you laugh, if it made you, you know, have a new perspective, if you thought it brought value, please share it. We don't grow the show. Uh, with advertisements, we grow it with our uh, belief that, uh, you know, you guys will reciprocate when we do good things and you will do good things for us. So that's the show. Love you guys. Click that subscribe button. We'll see you next time.